You are now listening to the Living the Nice Life podcast. Here's your host, Joe Nice. Hey, what's up, guys? And welcome to our very first episode of the 2023 year. And welcome back to Living the Nice Life podcast. Hope you guys are having an amazing start to 2023. I know January is a very exciting month. A lot of people set some pretty big personal um, and team-orientated goals come the new year, and I hope that the first 27 days um, of those goals have been all moving in the right direction. <clears throat> um, this is a fun time of year for me. It's, it's, it's the winter season. Football season has come to an end, um, whether it be my kids playing sports or whether it be me coaching football. Uh, kind of like the winter because it kind of allows me to kind of unwind a little bit uh, and get back into the groove of things for me on a personal level. Um, But I also love um, working with one of the area's best local girls varsity basketball teams. It's something that uh, Coach Kale and I have been doing for a couple of years now uh, down at Harrison High School where I'm the school resource officer. Uh, But I also get a chance to to be around and, and, and work with some of, uh, of their female athletes at the varsity level uh, for the girls' basketball team. So that makes me really excited. This year, they've, yet again, they're having another incredible, uh, successful season. They're 10-3 and three right now. Two of their losses um, were very close losses to two of the best teams in the section in the class above Harrison, which would be Class AA. Uh, and then they had one... One loss in their class, which was a slip-up recently against Rye. Tonight they're playing Arlington. I'm sure they're going to come out uh, and put forth another great effort against a bigger school in a higher class. Um, but I had the opportunity to to speak with them yesterday regarding some of the things that are possibly holding them back um, from ultimately winning the team's first Section 1 championship. Harrison is not normally known for a girls, for, for success at the girls basketball level. You know, when I was growing up, it was a predominantly football-led school in town, and um, that's changed since Coach Kale has taken over the varsity girls basketball program. And I think that he has probably built one of the more successful um, programs inside Section 1, but... Um, have, has really taken over Harrison High School in terms of successful sports and athletic programs. Um, and there's a bunch of reasons why he's done that, but um, one of them is he's created a, a tremendous culture um, and a environment, an environment where um, he's always looking to get better and he's looking for other resources um, to do so, and he's created an environment for his girls to feel like they have a voice um, and they could work things out together and fix things. Um, lately, although they've been super successful, he's been feeling a, like the, the team has been a little off in their chemistry, and they seem more of like individuals out there playing than maybe possibly uh, the best team 
out there. So him and I have been having some conversations lately, and we decided that it was it'd be best for me to get in the room with the girls with no coaches, just me and the players. Um, and yesterday we we talked about a lot of really, I think, important things. Um, you know, one of them, uh, I'll go over a few of them because it's kind of funny. Uh, Coach Kale and I have been speaking over the past week about doing this, and and a lot of the things that we were bringing up, um, me in particularly, were some things that I recently found uh, from another coach who was talking about being a glue player, uh, and I'll get to that in a little bit. But um, one of the things that you know I I think is really important when you're trying to build a really successful program is that your players are buying in on the fact that the we is greater than the me. Um, That's really important. Um, You have to build a culture in your team that despite the talent you have on it, the team always comes first. And that's hard when you're dealing with teenagers, right? Because, you know, teenagers have egos and they have emotions and they have personal goals and they're trying to balance all that while trying to achieve team goals. And sometimes that becomes really difficult. And it's not like players are necessarily selfish. Um, it's like that they just don't know any better. Um, and I think that sometimes having a conversation about some of these things could be just the thing that the team needs. So I equated it to being lost in a room, right? If you walk into a dark room and you're completely lost and you're banging into things, Right. All of a sudden, the mind starts thinking, how can we solve this problem? Like, uh, you know, do I have a flashlight on me or, you know, can I walk with my hands out and do I take baby steps? And sometimes it's as simple as reaching out and turning on the light switch. But because we're in a stressed situation, we don't think of the, the little things. We start thinking about the bigger things first. Um, so one of the things that we spoke about yesterday was, was really having the girls buy in on putting the team first. Um, you know, and in order to do that, we have to first realize how good we are. And I went around the room yesterday and, 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 and quite frankly, a majority of the girls, I don't think are really comprehending that they are the premier basketball team in class A and they are, they are the team that people believe should be in the section championship and should ultimately win a section title. You know, when I said that, you saw some of the girls right away become a little bit uneasy with that, right? And, and, and that's part of it. You have to accept the responsibility of being who you are. You have to allow yourself to be who you are, and you have to embrace that. And that goes as far as a team, and it shrinks down on the micro level to a, as who you are as a player. But, you know, this, this coach was saying that glue players are all about the team, They epitomize we over me. And all that matters to them is winning. They're willing to do anything despite their personal goals to help the team win. Now, if you're a scorer and maybe you have the best defender in the section guarding you that day and you're not really scoring like you normally do, you could do a couple of things. You can, one, internalize it, okay, and get all in your head and your feelings and drop your head, drop your body language, drop your energy level, and have that negatively affect the team. Or you can become a facilitator, maybe that game, where you're helping your other teammates score because you know the ability for you to, for you to score has been taken away from you that night. And I think that you know 
having the right mindset when that stuff happens is really important. Now, every player has a role, right? Whether they know it or not, every player on a team has a role. And if your role as a player is to be the is to be the top defender on the team or is to be the hustle player or is to get rebounds, but you're all in your feelings because you're not scoring, number one, you're playing outside your role. And number two, you're allowing that frustration to negatively impact your team. You know, energy is contagious, right? You have players out there who are trapped in their feelings and feeling bad about themselves. Their teammates are going to feel that. And it most likely is going to rub off on the other girls. And it has been. And I think that a lot of it has to do with not knowing your role. So we went around the room and we asked the players, do you know your role on the team? And some of them had an idea of what their role was. Some of them were a little bit unsure. You know, but my, my question to them was, do you think at the varsity level, being a 15, 16, 17-year-old Student athlete, do you think that if your role on the team is unclear, do you think you have the ability to go to the coach and ask that vital question? Hey, coach, I'm struggling a little bit right now. I need you to help kind of guide me into what my role on this team is. Because you could have a senior that's a bench player, right, and doesn't get on the court as much as she may want to get on the court, but that's not her role. Maybe the coach needs her to be the energy player on the, on the bench. Maybe the coach needs her to be the best practice player to help make her teammates better come game time. And maybe that's her role, and it takes a mature, responsible athlete to be able to embrace that role because it's not exactly what they personally want, but it's what the team needs. Right? And that's where the, the, the no ego comes in. Right? You have to be able to be a good teammate, to be a championship teammate. You have to be able to set aside your personal ego for the benefit of the team. And some people can do that and some people can't. Um, players who put their ego in front of winning are most likely losing players and who will most likely play, with, play on losing teams. Because that coach was saying glue players have no ego. They only care about winning. They don't care about what type of individual glory they achieve. And this lack of ego rubs off on the other players on the team. Because if you see somebody doing something that they not necessarily want to do, right, or something that's not... in their specific skill set, but they're going all out, other players are going to be like, well, if she could do it, so can I. You know, and that's why those players are so vital to the success of a, of a, of a team is because, again, that energy is contagious and rubs off on other players. You know, as opposed to being that egotistical player who when they're not getting their way on the court or when the coach asks them to do something that they don't want to do, they slump their shoulders, put their chin down, their energy comes all the way down, and everybody from the stands can see it. When you're in that moment as a player, you might not see it because you're so frustrated and you might think that you're right, but everybody in the stands sees it. You know, Coach Gino from UConn, 
Um, I watched a video not too long ago of him at a press conference after a game, and he was talking about benching Brianna Stewart. Now, Brianna Stewart, if you don't know, was one of the best college basketball players maybe to ever play the game, but at the time was the best college basketball player in the country on the best college basketball team in the country. And he benched her. And a lot of the reporters and people thought that he benched her to motivate her for the next game that was coming up because that game was a big game against a rival opponent that was, I think, believe also in the top 10 or top five at the time. And when they asked Coach Gino about that, he said, I didn't bench her to motivate her for the next game. I benched her because she was acting like a 12-year-old and her body language sucked. And if you're going to be an ego player with bad body language and a bad attitude, you're not going to play on my team. You're going to sit yourself on the bench. And he said her body language didn't change on the bench, so he kept her there the entire game. Now, if you ask me, that's why he's such a great coach. Right, And if, she's, if she was as great of a player as we think she is, she probably learned a lot from that lesson. That there is no ego in winning. There is no ego on a championship team. Now you can have confidence because every team needs confidence, but it's the difference between confidence, arrogance, ego. Right, Ego is putting yourself in front of everybody else. Confidence is just believing that you might be the best basketball player on the court, or confidence is believing you're the best basketball team in the section. That's confidence. Ego is when you allow outside circumstances to take you off track of what the goal is, is to put you in front of the team. That's ego. And you can't do that if you want to be successful and if you want to win. The next thing we spoke about was doing the little things, hustling for loose balls, crashing the boards, being a good teammate, showing up to practice on time, giving 100% effort. Imagine having a team who has one of the best records in the section and when you ask them if they give 100% effort at practice, they all say no. My question to them was, could you imagine how good you would be if every one of you raised your hand and said you gave 110% at practice? Now, it's an easy fix when you think about it because who controls how much effort you give? You do. Who controls your attitude? You do. Who controls whether you show up at practice on time? You do. Who controls whether you're the last one off the court? You do. Who controls whether you take 15 or 20 extra minutes of shooting after practice is over? You do. Those are easy fixes because all you have to do is make the mental switch and say, I'm going to do this. And then just be consistent in that effort. Imagine being the best basketball team in the section and not giving 110% of practice. And that's also because your view on practice or their view on practice is off. Some people view practice as an obligation, and some people view practice as an opportunity. Now, if you, if you view practice as an obligation, and you say to yourself, I have to go to practice today, you're only going to be able to put forth X amount of effort Because in your mind, it's something that you have to do and not something that you want to do. And you approach those things completely different. Your perspective drives your performance. Inky Johnson says it's the best. How you view what you do will always affect how you do what you do. And if you view practice as an obligation, you're only going to give X amount of effort. But if you view practice as an opportunity, an opportunity to get better, an opportunity to make your team better, an opportunity 
to work on the things that you need to work on to put yourself in a better position to be successful, then you're going to give forth X amount of effort. Now imagine being a player who wants more playing time and going to practice and because you don't get a lot of playing time, you sulk and you give piss poor effort. Now is that going to earn you more playing time? Eh, Chances are no, it's not. But what about if you viewed practice as an opportunity to show the coaches that you are going to give them max effort every opportunity that you have and you're going to do everything in your power to help make your teammates better come game day, that player is the player that's going to earn themselves more playing time. The coach is going to say, I didn't give you more playing time. You earned it. And he's 100% true, 100% accurate. Right, so it's doing the little things. And this coach goes on to say that you need a loose ball, find a glue player. Need a rebound, get a glue player. Need to draw a charge, get a glue player. Glue players do the little things. And these little things are the things that win championships because details win. Effort wins. Selflessness wins wins and in order to do the little things you got to put the team over yourself right it's like finding your why playing with the why if you play for yourself yeah you might be good but something's going to come along in your life that stresses you out there's going to come a point in, in, in your life where playing basketball or football or soccer isn't fun for you at the moment and that's going to affect your effort or level of play. But if you're playing for something, something greater than yourself, if you have 11 or 12 girls on a basketball team and three of those girls are seniors and all those other girls, those eight or nine other girls, decide that they are playing for those three seniors because this is their last opportunity to win, come crunch time when those girls look at those seniors giving everything that they have, it's going to be a heck of a lot harder for them to quit because they know they're going to be letting those girls down. You got to play for something other than yourself. A lot of times NFL players or NBA players, Major League Baseball players, they're getting up every single day and they're going to practice and they're working as hard as they possibly can because they want to buy their parents a house. They want to get their parents or their moms out of certain situations that they're in. And every day that it's cold outside and it's dark and their legs hurt and their shoulder hurts and they don't feel like doing it, they look at their mom. They look at their dad working 12-hour days and that drives them. If that wasn't part of the equation when they didn't feel like doing it, I guarantee you they would stop. Have your team be your why. Have your team drive you to do the things that you need to do when you don't want to do them. Championship players lead by example. They do all those little things. They hustle. They give 110%. They don't just talk it. They do it. Because if you're talking a big game and you're a so-called leader on a team and you're yapping all the time and then you're not doing that, people just think you're a hypocrite and they think you're a joke. They don't take you seriously. When you're a championship player and you're a leader, you lead by example. You lead by your actions, not by your words. 
And the final thing that we spoke about is knowing who they are. And they're the best basketball team in section one. Believing it. Every ounce of their being. And every time they get on the court, letting the team that they're playing know that they're the best basketball team in the section. And leaving no doubt. Not getting on the court and kind of saying, oh, I think we're, we're going to win today. These girls are pretty good. They're kind of taller than us. They have a really good guard. These girls walking on the court and going, we're the best basketball team in the section, and they're going to find out in the first five minutes. And championship players know this. And they know that they do the little things and they know that they have no ego and they know that they're all about winning and they know their role on the team and they always put the team first and they lead by example. When you have an entire team of championship players, you have a championship team. Before I left, and I'll leave you guys with this, I drew a diagram on the board. It was a car, right? And I put all 11 girls around the car And I attached a rope from each girl to the car. And I told the girls, if every single one of you pulled that rope straight back, would that car go anywhere? And all of them said no. And it wouldn't because they're being pulled in all different directions. But if I took that same car and I put all 11 girls in the front of that car and I tied all of their ropes onto the front bumper and I told all of them to pull straight ahead, would that car move? And they all said, yep. And I said, yeah, 100%. Because you're all pulling in the same direction. Now go pull the fucking car. Championship teams work together. I say this all the time on my football teams. Winning teams play together. Championship teams play for each other. Come crunch time, in the biggest moments, on the biggest stages, championship players look each other in the eye and they don't have to say a word. They trust each other 100% that they're going to do everything in their power and give every ounce of their being to the goal of the team. And if you're a coach or a player and your team is struggling or or you're, you're trying to find that culture, you got to create a culture of putting the team first. Winning championships, winning in general doesn't have feelings. It doesn't care about your feelings. It's hard. It's relentless. It might be the hardest thing you ever do, but it'll be the most glorious thing you ever do. And if you do it, you'll remember it forever. Let's go Lady Huskies. 2023 Harrison Girls vs. Varsity Basketball will be the first ever Harrison High School Section 1 you shouldn't kill me when you had the chance, I'm ready to dance Round two, I'ma pound you, whoop your ass Nobody taking over my life for running my world I fight to the end, ride or die